This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Kettering Health Network, JTM Food Group, MSA Design, and by Document Destruction. The Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Cincinnati Bell, connecting what matters. Your tri-state Chevy dealer. Check out their award-winning lineup at your Chevy dealers now. Encore Technologies and Cisco Energy Pellets of America. Visit buyheatingpellets.com. And by United Dairy Farmers, where Highlander Grog Coffee is back for a limited time. Fresher, better, UDF. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And here we are again at the Holy Grail Banks, just um, less than a week away now from Christmas. And I'm Marty Brenneman, and he's Tom Brenneman. How are you, son? Very well. How are you doing? You know me, pal. Some things never change. Well, I know, but I asked you, you know, kind of what you've been up to in the holiday season, and you seemed like you were a little down today. So I, I was a little bit concerned when we first sat down here tonight. No, I'm good. I, if I sounded like I was down, it was because I'm watching the second season of The Man in the High Tower which is revisionist history on Amazon Prime, and I'm not liking the way it's going right now. So, you know, uh, I so was... So it affected your day? Well, you that, know, that you, get, television you get wrapped show? up in these shows. Anybody here seen The Man in the High Tower? We have no, anybody nobody, here? Nobody's ever You've heard of it. You've got to be kidding. No. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Nick Kroll's never heard of it either. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later. But <laughs> uh, why don't we welcome him to the uh, Reds Hot Stove League. Nick, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The Reds General Manager, how are you, son? I'm good. Happy holidays to you as well. well you, Indeed. I, you, know what, you know what I do every morning when I wake up? I cross off one less day before you know what gets here. The caravan. And that would be the caravan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Because Nick and I are veterans of the, uh, uh, the rock star group, um, and uh, we're as good as gold every year when the caravan rolls around. We're together, and uh, we expect to have Tucker Barnhart with us back again this year. And I would love to have Taylor Trammell back, but we'll find out who else will be on besides you and me. I would assume we have more fun than others on, on our legs. Well, there are certain other legs where guys take themselves too seriously. That's very true. Now, I'm not mentioning names, but that's, that's just the way it is. Right, Tom? That wouldn't be my caravan. I can promise you that. We have a bunch of derelicts, basically. On that you said that. Outside of Phil Castellini, he's on top of everything. <laughs> well, certainly he is. Yeah, oh yeah. Nick, um, interesting winter meetings. Uh, I would imagine a lot of people were kind of antsy as to whether or not this whole event was going to come and go in Las Vegas and the Reds come up empty. And uh, you really saved the best for last because – uh, we had a chance last week, uh, Jim Day and I, to officially announce it on the Reds Radio Network shortly after this show went off the air, and that, of course, was the acquisition of Tanner Roark uh, for Tanner Rainey and that deal with the Washington Nationals, and uh, a pretty good trade it was. Uh, thanks. I, I, you know, we got a guy who can uh, – he's pitched 180 or more innings each of the last 
three seasons. Uh, he comes in as a potential middle of the rotation starter and, you know, can really stabilize our staff and give our staff, what, you know, something we need. And we need more of that, but it's a good start. And you say it's a good start. Obviously, you, you are confident that there will be other new faces on this ball club by the time spring training or the season gets underway? I, I am confident. I think we've, you know, we've, we've had more conversations this offseason with everybody than we've had combined the past three years. Um, we've been in play for just about everybody that's, that's been available. Uh, some guys fit better than others, but I, I am very confident that we're going to have some new faces on this team. Nick, I'm curious, and we can start talking about maybe some other pieces and that kind of thing here in a minute, but I think a lot of fans are are, are very interested. I know I'm interested just as a baseball fan and a guy who's not involved in the inner circle of baseball decision-making and all that kind of thing. When you go to the winter meetings, and let's just use Tanner Rowark as an example, okay? Will you have a scout or scouts that will come to you and say, you know, I think this guy might be available and here are the reasons why we ought to look into trying finding a matchup for this guy. Walk, walk us through that a little bit, if you don't mind. So I actually think it starts in September. All right. We, we brought all of our pro scouts, our analytics staff in the last week of the season. We had two full days of meetings, and, you know, we went from the morning until probably the game time. We, we put up a board of all the free agents, every conceivable trade target, and you know, you're not going to get everybody. Sometimes a guy gets moved and somebody sure. else gets it becomes available. Um, but we rank all of those players in, in those two days at every position. Uh, and then, you know, we, we start picking guys off, uh, you know, and targeting certain guys. I mean, look, you know what the market is going to be at the top. And if you're not in the top, then you know where your targets are below that. If you know that you need, um, you know, you might not need a first baseman, so therefore that you, you rank the players, but you're, you're prepared whenever mm-hmm. that comes. Um, in October, you make all of your calls uh, to other clubs, uh, you know, before free agency begins. You figure out what everybody needs, and then free agency begins, and you so make I, all so your I, I, calls. I don't want to interrupt you, yeah, and, although I am interrupting, but, but, but in the case of the Nationals, somebody, you or somebody will call Mike Rizzo, the general yep. manager of the Nationals, and say, what are you guys thinking about doing this winter? Yeah. What we, do you need? Yeah, so in, uh, in October, that, that's, that's a good one. October, uh, we knew that they were probably going to try to add a starting pitcher. Um, so that put Roark on our radar. At the GM meetings, we had a casual conversation. Nothing was really imminent. We didn't really think that he was a guy that, that was going to be moved. We were prepared if he was. Um, and then the week before the winter meetings, when they signed Patrick Corbin, we bang. M- Riz and I had a conversation, and it was pretty quick. And, and you know, we, we talked probably two times, three times, and it, it was actually pretty quick the way it, uh, the way it uh, came down. Nick, how quickly, um, once a deal, and carrying this further, uh, Tom's thinking on this whole thing, and uh, how quickly once the deal, obviously once a deal is announced, you guys have already talked to Tanner Roark, or he's been informed, I would imagine, by is, does Mike Rizzo make that call? Yeah, I, like so Tanner, we actually were trying to get everybody notified so right. that way Dick could announce it on the air yeah. last week. Um, but we made, the, we made the deal, then you exchange medicals, um, you go through the whole procedure of, of making sure that you have medical clearance uh, with your doctors, and then uh, you call the players, notify the players, and then... The other team calls the players, and you you, you announce. And it, it's pretty quick. It's it could happen in 20 minutes. What was his reaction when he got the call? He was pretty excited. Uh, I, I you know I had two conversations with him, uh, and, and he was pretty pretty excited to come 
to the Reds and, you know, get a fresh start and uh, see where it goes. Two of the major criteria, uh, I don't uh, I, I assume that it, two of the things that you all wanted was a guy who, and you touched on it briefly in talking about numbers, uh, makes his starts, has a history of health, and, 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 and gives you a relatively good number of innings, and a guy who's had a measure of success, and he fills that bill even though he had a, uh, an off year this past season, was 9-15. and 15. The two previous years were very good. Yeah, I mean, he, and he had, he had a good ERA. Um, he had a pretty good war. Uh, I think his baseball reference war was 3, which is a very good player, um, especially for a pitcher. You know, we're not looking for guys just to throw innings. We're looking for quality players to add to our rotation right, right. Or, or add to our club period. Um, you know, we, we want to get, we want to improve. We want to be in a position to contend and you need good players to do that. And he fits that bill at this point in time. What, let me back up again. I, I don't mean to keep backing up. So w- when you get to the winter meetings, you've already had these conversations with a number of general managers leading up to the winter meetings. Once you get there and you see kind of what's happening here, this team adds a free agent, that team makes a trade, whatever it might be rumors about this team going after that guy. How many general managers, once you got to the to the to the uh, the winter meetings, did you actually have serious conversations with about? Uh, I mean, I would say you have serious conversations with probably 15. Okay. You know, and part of it is you know that beforehand there are certain teams you're just not a match with. Absolutely. Them. Um, and then other teams, you know, you are so. Maybe there's something you can do, but maybe they're trying to play on the free agent market where you're trying to trade for something. Uh, Maybe they're trying to dump some payroll and you're trying to pick something up. Maybe, you know, it depends where you are and where they are. But I would say that that you're having conversations with 15 to 20 uh, teams seriously about any level of player. And how about since you left there? Same. I mean, we we've, we continue to have dialogue with okay. agents and, and teams as as we move as we've moved on to this week. Are you concerned um, that a number of pitchers, whether they be free agent pitchers or whether they be pitchers that clubs traded for, have already found homes, and you guys have done nothing but add not again not minimizing the addition of Tanner Roark, but that's been the one deal. Uh, could you wake up one morning and realize that the targets that you had are no longer out there? Yeah, and, and some some players that you targeted, maybe the asking price is, is more than you're willing to give up. Uh, you know, in terms of in terms of prospects, maybe it's in terms of money for a free agent, and, and you're just not there. Um, you know, you're continuing to work through, and you've got a target list of, of players you want to add and, and and people that you want to help the club make better. We're at the Holy Grail Banks. We're pleased to have Res General Manager Nick Crawl with us tonight. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser and UDF. And we'll be back in a moment. The Reds Holiday Gift Pack is on sale now, starting at only $40. A gift pack includes four ticket credits, good toward any combination of games next season. Plus, you get a Mr. Red Lake Snowman bobblehead. Plus, your purchase your Reds Holiday Gift Pack now at the Reds Kiosk located in Kenwood Town Center or at reds.com slash holiday. And this note, today is the last day to order online and guarantee Christmas delivery. With Tom Brenneman, I'm Marty Brenneman, and sitting between us, Reds General Manager Nick Crawl. Uh, we're talking baseball. We're talking Reds baseball. And uh, you're, you're wearing him out, so continue doing it. Well, I'm going to wear him out <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, Matt Harvey to the Angels. Were you surprised by that? Was there an effort by the Reds to try and back, uh, bring him back after you made the trade for Devin Mezzarocco from the Mets? Yeah, we, we had talks all the way up until yesterday. Um, and, you know, we just we weren't there. We weren't at that, uh, at, at that level. And, and 
you know, he, hey, it's a great spot for him, and you wish him all the best. You didn't ask me for my opinion of that. What do you think about it? God bless Matt Harvey, and God bless him in another uniform. I didn't see a whole lot when he came over here to make me jump for joy that he may be back in a Reds rotation next year. And I understand exactly where Nick's coming from. Nick is a, a little bit much more of a diplomat than There's I am. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. To give him $11 million, you might as well take a match and strike it. All right, but let me ask you this, Nick. Uh, were you surprised by the price tag of Matt Harvey? Without us, I mean, I know you're not the general manager of the. I get that, and I'm not asking you to Monday morning quarterback. I'm just saying, when you and your staff, and part of the whole process that you explained a minute ago has to be, where do we think the market's going to land on A, B, C, and D? Right? Yeah. I, All right. I, were you surprised by that? I, I wouldn't say surprised. We just weren't. At, we weren't there. I got you. Okay. Were you surprised you got 11 million? Shocked, speechless. I mean, I don't know what barometer the, the Angels are using. What's his name? Billy Epler? I don't I don't know what he's what, what barometer he's looking at to throw a, that ain't all of it. There's an additional three million dollars in incentives. So he could make fourteen million dollars next season. That's a lot for a guy who doesn't much for a couple of years. Yeah. Now while I'm thinking about it, because being seventy six, if I think of something, I You're seventy six? Can you believe it? Wow. I know a lot of people well, you don't look can't it. imagine. You don't look it. But I have a problem with forgetting if I don't ask a question and this is completely apart from the red situation and your position big announcement today regarding major league baseball and Cuban players and I mean a huge announcement from this point forward major league ball players can sign Cuban players without them having to defect. I saw that. What is your opinion? What's your gut reaction to that announcement? I think the more players you can bring into Major League Baseball, the better the game's going to be. Uh, the, you know, whether it's whether it's Japanese players, whether it's players from Africa, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, here in the U.S., I think the more players you can bring in, the better the increase the talent, the better off this game's going to be. But it might clear up a lot of things that have been rather untoward dealing with guys that represent players and almost hand deliver them to another country before they defect to the United States and collect money. This may eliminate some of that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how that all, everything plays out moving forward. But, you know, I, I think that uh, when, when you go see players, it's, it'd be great to just be able to see a player right when he comes over, wherever he comes from and try to sign that player. All right, so moving forward, before we let you get out of here, and I know you're only sticking around for about half of the show here tonight. Is there any pecking order on sort of what's next for the Reds? I think, you know, with with our club, we, we got to figure out how to get better. Um, we've obviously, uh, we non-tendered Billy Hamilton. So, yep. uh, you know, we'll look to some, add somebody in the outfield, um, you know, whether it's what at what spot in the outfield, you know, is to be determined. Uh, we need to add some more starting pitching um, and then, you know, look at our bullpen. But I think we need to do multiple things to continue to get better. Where do you see Nick Senzel if he is a part of competing for a spot on the Major League Club? At what position do you see that today as we sit here? I know it could change, but today as we sit here. Well, I, I think the, the one good thing about Nick is he is a guy that's played third. He's played some short. He's played second base. Um, we put him out in the outfield. I know he was hurt coming back yep. in instructional league. We're going to work him out there in, in spring training. Um, and, and he's got speed, so he can he should be able to play those positions. Um, you know, if you've got a guy who can get 
500 at-bats, you know, and he's going to compete for a spot. He's not guaranteed a spot when, when he comes to spring training. But if, you, if you've got a guy who can get 500 at-bats at a bunch of different positions, giving guys days off, taking advantage of your platoon matchups, I think you're going to be in great shape. A.K.A. Javier Baez, somebody like that. Uh, Javier Baez uh, has done it. Marwin Gonzalez uh, has done it. Guys like that, yeah. Right. Uh, and one more thing about Nick Senzel. Uh, would it not be, this is a tough question, maybe, maybe it is, but would it not be counterproductive to send him back to AAA at the outset of the season? I mean, does he have anything more to prove, uh, to prove at AAA? I, I think that he, he needs to be, you know, you, you've got to have a spot where he's getting every day at bats. Exactly. If it's, if it's, you know, if it's in a utility role getting every day at bats, like Martin Prado, that's great. If it's, you know, if it's at a certain position, that's great as well. You just need to have, have a place where he can go and continue to develop and get better. Um, you know, he, he just started playing second base. Obviously, he didn't play a full season last year. Um, but, you know, you, you need to bring him into spring training, see where he is from a health standpoint, and go from there. You interested in retaining Kirk Casale? Great guy. Great guy. We tendered he did a hell of a job, too. We, we, did, we tendered him a contract, and, um, yeah, he's, he's in the arbitration system, so we'll go through that system with him. I mean, that, that was a move last year that really – came in under the radar mm-hmm. given the contribution this guy made to this club and filling in when Tucker Barnhart was not behind the plate. Yeah, he was really good for us uh, offensively, but, you know, the most important thing he did was work mm-hmm. with the staff. He Correct. was very good working with the staff, um, you know, getting pitchers to buy in what he was doing and, and working that pitcher to, to be a better quality pitcher. All right, you're a Reds fan. Before we let you get out of here, you're a Reds fan. You're a Reds fan as a general manager. You're a Reds fan, and you're saying to yourself, all right, we got the holidays coming up here. But between now and spring training, are are, are you expecting action? If you're a Reds fan, are you looking for action, and when are you looking for it? Oh, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping we continue to make moves throughout this offseason, whether it's, you know, today, tomorrow, you know, a month from now. We need to improve this club. We know that. And that's what we're trying to do, uh, whether it's through free agency or trades and, and figure out how we can do, get our club to be a potential contending club. Mm-hmm. We asked uh, Dick Williams when he was on in October, do you expect to bring the infield back intact? And he very, very emphatically said, we expect the infield to be intact the way it was last year and Votto and Jeanette and Peraza and Suarez. I would say that... Whatever you do, I, I mean, people say, are you going to trade this guy or trade that guy? Sure. If we're going to make a trade, we're going to make our club better, right. no matter what that is. And I don't think we look at anybody as untouchable. But at the same time, you know, you're trying to make your club better. You're trying to make your big league team as best as you possibly can um, for now and the long term. It's not just, you know, we're, we're not looking to just go, hey, you know, one year and then that's it. We want to get better for as long as we possibly can be. Nick, we're going to let you go. We know you've got a, a fairly lengthy car ride to your folks home in pennsylvania with your two kids and uh safe travels and thanks for being with us and uh the old boy looks forward to january the 18th oh yeah i'm looking forward to it too thanks <laughs> for having right, me thanks, thanks very much be well thanks. nick crawl the Reds general manager we continue we welcome your questions in the audience if you want to dial us up please do that this is a reds hot stove league presented by budweiser and udf and we'll be back Back at the Holy Grail Banks, we invite you to sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country for only 30 bucks. Your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, Joy Votto bobblehead, Reds tickets, and members-only experiences and, free, and more. 
Purchase now at Reds.com slash Kids Club. And today, the last day to order online and guarantee Christmas delivery. We once again want to thank uh, Nick Crawl for being with us. And now it's your opportunity if you want to talk about what Nick talked about. You want to express an opinion about what's going on relative to this Reds club or baseball in general. Uh, you can dial us up at 749-7000, the local number. Uh, and the toll-free number is 1-800-THE-BIG-1 or 1-800-843-2441. You mentioned you were on the air with Jim Day, and we had to wait until after the show was over to officially announce a Roark deal. Yes. I, I think you would concur. We talked about Matt Harvey a little bit, but that, he's pitching for somebody else. I think that, that everybody has to feel very good about that first move the Reds have made. Well, I think, I think the move is a tremendous move, and, and not knocking what they had to give up in any way, but let's be honest about this thing now. Tanner Rainey had immense control problems. Cool. Nobody has ever questioned his arm. I'm sure that Mike Rizzo and, and uh, Davey Martinez and that bunch in, in Washington feel that they can do something to more impact him from a, velocity, from a location standpoint. Mm-hmm. And if they are ever able to do that, they're going to have a monster yep. on their hands. No question about that. But the Reds have gotten an established starter a guy who made 30 starts last year. He pitched over 180 innings for the fourth year in a row. And, and you know, you're not talking about Corey Kluber or, or anybody of that ilk, but you're talking about a guy who's going to take the ball mm-hmm. and pitch effectively more yep. often than not. Yep. You know, when, when you look at the rotation for 2019 as we sit here today, and I don't think there's any question about it. Nick has said it. Dick Williams has said it. But... If nothing were to change between now and opening day, who else besides Luis Castillo and Anthony DiSclefani would you have in that starting rotation? Tyler Malley. Okay. What about Cody Reed? you see enough from him at the end of the year? Nope. I haven't seen anything that gets me excited about Cody Reed being in the rotation. Now, he may go come into spring training and pitch lights out, and I truly believe that with the addition of Derek Johnson as a pitching coach, that he is going to do some things for a number of these kids that will enhance their positions, uh, whether it be in the rotation or whether it be pitching out of the bullpen. But as of today, as we talk today, six days away from Christmas, uh, Robert Stevenson uh, is in the same boat. Uh, I've got to see it to believe it uh, in terms of being in the rotation. The guy that I like uh, more than any of them is Tyler Mallett. What about Michael Lorenzo? That's an interesting that's an interesting subject right there. I you know I found it interesting that David Bell talked about um, open to the Thank possibility. God. That Thank God they could put him in the outfield. Absolutely. Um, I know we both know what his desires are, and that is to be a pitcher in the five man rotation. Um, I I'm looking forward to what his role is on this ball club. I think if anybody got a royal shaft, it was him not winning the Silver Slugger Award. Uh, I think some of these awards are jokes to begin with, and that's one of them. Uh, but I think he, his that's one of the great things about going to spring training, when you have a situation like that and you see this whole thing unfold and end up in whatever manner it does. Mm-hmm. I was really excited by the comments by David Bell because, you know, I mean, look – I'm wrong 10 times more than I'm right, but I, I just really feel the right thing for the Reds. And, and Michael Lorenzen said as much last year in a conversation with him. He said, you know, the biggest difference between, besides the talent level, but he said the biggest difference in just in terms of thinking between the college game and the pro game 
He said, and, and, and even the lower levels of the pro game. So we're not talking about the major leagues because there's a huge difference, obviously, between college baseball, major college baseball, and major league baseball. But he was talking about how just the, the mindset of if a player can do X, Y, and Z and not just X, why would you cut off his ability to do Y and Z? And in Michael Lorenzen's case, swinging a bat, maybe sure. playing a position, that kind of thing. And he really felt stifled, I think, at times last year. So, you know, how, how David Bell decides to play that whole thing out, nobody knows. We'll wait and see. But, man, I sure hope they give this guy a chance to go out and prove to people the assortment of talent that he's been blessed with and, and, and show it off in any form or fashion to make the Reds a better team. Because I, I think you would agree with me on this. There were times last year where the Reds brought up guys from the minor leagues, outfielders in particular, where if you or I had a choice on who you'd rather see at bat in a situation, Michael Lorenzen or player X. No question. I'll take Lorenzen, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll I, see. Would, I would ask you this. I mean, we're talking about Michael Lorenzen. The extreme Turn him into an outfielder full-time. I'm not against that either. Nor am I. I agree with you 100%. But I still think he could do both. And just because it hasn't been done on a regular basis before does not mean it can't be done tomorrow. And the only way you will ever know is if you try. That old adage about the lottery, you're a big lottery guy. No, I'm not. You can't not. win if you don't play. The hell I am. I'm not a big fan you, of the you, you are. You're a big lottery <laughs> guy. No, I'm not You either. are. I know you are. You don't want to admit it. Okay. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show. That's next Wednesday night, December the 26th. Jim Day will be here talking about all the wonderful things he got for Christmas. There will be specials Man. on Bud and Bud Light buckets at the Holy Grail Banks. Cincinnati's, yes, Home for sports. Could you imagine his his house Christmas morning? It'll be talked about. Oh, man. We'll be back. And we're back. Uh, we got a little bit of time left, about 16 minutes. I want to get in a plug for a big event coming up on Saturday, February the 2nd, the Eastern Region Reds Hall of Fame a chapter event. I'll be there along with George Foster. It'll be from 4 to 6 p.m. on Saturday the 2nd. It'll be at Park Place on Central Avenue in Ashland, Kentucky. The Reds Hall of Fame Museum having their first Eastern Regional Chapter event. Huntington, Ironton, Moorhead, Portsmouth all partnering together to host this special event in Ashland, Kentucky. Tickets are 25 bucks, can be purchased by the chapter leaders or by calling Sherry Rowland at 513-765-7926 or Luke Schaefer at 513-765-7925 at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. Very important. Reds Hall of Fame and Museum member-only event. If you're not a member, unfortunately, you can't get in, and tickets are limited. All proceeds will be split between the four chapters. No autograph signings. We'll draw some names to win autograph items from the special guests, and uh, we look forward to being there on Saturday, February 2nd at Park Place in Ashland, Kentucky. So there you go. But you, you have become quite a fixture in Ashland, Kentucky. <sighs> Do you feel like one? We're going down this road now, aren't no, we? No, I'm just asking you a question because you're there a lot. You married Amanda. She's from Ashland, Kentucky. Her family lives there. So the I'm just saying. of Ashland, big boy. That's right. So I'm just saying you're becoming somewhat of a fixture, not only in Anderson Township, but now <laughs> in Ashland, Kentucky. True and or false? Love every second of it. You, really? We were the co-grand no, marshals you really? of the Christmas parade. It was huge. Are you saying that because you're married to her and she's from there, or you really feel that way? 
No, I, I've always liked Ashland, Kentucky before I even met Amanda because that's where Larry Conley is from, who's one of my dear yeah, friends yeah. who I did a Good lot man. of college basketball with. Good man. Was a great player at UK back in the 60s. So, no, heck no, I'm good okay. to go. All right. Let's go to the phones in Cleves. Rick. Love Cleves. I was just out there two days ago. There Beautiful out hey. there. Rick, thank, Rich, <laughs> thanks for waiting. What's on your mind? Uh, kind of a two-part question regarding the rumored uh, trade for Corey Kluber. So I'm hearing, number one, I'm hearing that the components could involve either Taylor Trammell or Nick Senzel or maybe both. So my first question is, is it one or the other or is it both? And then my second question would be, if it were both, would you still pull the trigger on that deal? I wouldn't. Go ahead, Tom. I would not. If I had to trade both of them in a deal for Cleveland with Corey Kluber, there's not a chance on God's earth I'd trade both of them. Now, do you know, are they talking both or are they talking one or the other? I'll tell you what, now you're asking two idiots here because we have no idea what's going on behind <laughs> closed doors. And you and none. You should have called in earlier to ask Nick Crawl that question. Uh, I know, I know, I missed him. So, well, well let me ask you: Would you do it? Would you trade two of those two of those guys in the Corey Kluber deal? I, I would because I, you know, I, th- I think uh, as much as I'd hate to lose two top prospects, you know, we've got a lot of a- offense on this team. What this team needs is pitching. You'd be getting the top of the rotation bona fide starter. You plug in maybe fifteen to twenty wins. I think you couple that with Roark, Castillo, and if you're able to maybe pick up something else in the market, you know, maybe a wood or a fire, someone like that. Now you get now you're cooking rotation wise and you haven't hurt your major league offense all that much. I think I'd go for it. Hmm. To begin with, they're not gonna they're not gonna add two more starting pitchers. That's not gonna happen. They've already added one in Tanner Roark. They're gonna add one more, and there will not be a third one. There will be two of them to go along with what they've got coming into camp, whoever the other three will be, and then they're going to look to tweak the bullpen and, of course, as Nick said, add to the outfield and maybe even the bench guy. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, you know, we're we're losing 90 games with with the offense we have and the rotation we have. To me, it seems like you're going to have to give up a strength to get something you you really need, and I'd rather go with a a bona fide ace than, you know, kind of – hit around the edges with, I mean, Roark's a nice three guy maybe, but, you know, if you end up with a, just a, like another guy like Fires or someone else, I just don't think that gives you enough to contend in this division. Is so, Kluber a free agent after 19? Well, that was the question I was going to ask. No, he's, he's, uh, he has two years left, right? Seven, $17 million next year, and then there's an option for yeah. next year for 17 and a half, and another option for the following year for 18. So you could potentially have him three years. Now he'd be 35 in that third year. Might but be different there, yeah, 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 but yeah, you know what though? The the only thing I worry about is, and, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, Dad. I don't know if you agree with me, but you know, when you start getting guys that have been by and large, and thank God for it, they've been injury free, and Kluber's been one of those guys. That's right. And all of a sudden, you're looking to giving up what we're talking about here in this conversation, giving up to to get a guy at his age, a lot of mileage in that arm. It's not only regular season mileage, it's postseason mileage now for three, four years in a row. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I've gotten very leery. It'd be like going out and signing a starting pitcher to a three or four or five year contract. And the way that whole thing is played out, basically most teams are saying in this day and age, if we're signing a guy to a four year deal, we know one of those years he's going to be hurt. 
right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I just don't know. I love Kluber. I'm with three. you all the you're way. I, I take Bauer instead. <laughs> I'll take Bauer instead. Rich, we got to go. Thanks for your call. Right, Happy thanks. holidays, and we'll be back to the Holy Grail Banks in a moment. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser, proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show, Wednesday, December the 26th. Cincinnati's home for sports at the Holy Grail. And by the way, fans, we're talking about you can buy a Reds Hall of Fame Reds stocking so you have enough time. That includes a limited edition Harry Wright bobblehead. The stocking and bobblehead are $15 for Hall of Fame members, $20 for non-members. Call 513-765-7923 or by visiting the Reds box office at Great American Ballpark. All proceeds benefit the Reds Hall of Fame's 150th anniversary legacy campaign. We still have about four minutes left in the show. Always a part of our program up in Dayton, Ohio. Tom, welcome to the Reds Hot Stove League. How are you? Fine, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Great. You? Great. Quick question. I use the word better in air quotes. Is it better for the Reds to pay $20 million for somebody like Keiko versus trading your firm system for somebody like Bauer and paying him 17 Thank you, and have a Merry Christmas. Very good question. That's a great question. $20 million? For Keiko. That would be a no. Seventeen for Market Bauer. Is. That would be borderline. I like Bauer a lot. I, well, no, not, not, not $20 million for Keiko. Right. No. Just an example. But. Huh? Just, just an example, ballpark example. Right, right, right. I understand. No, it's, I mean, it's a great question because you're talking about would you trade, you know, uh, two of your better prospects to get Bauer, who's considerably younger than Keiko, Um or do you just go out and pay the cash and you don't have to give up anything? I think it's a great question, and I'm sure that those are the kinds of questions that, that, that Nick Crawl and Dick Williams sit around and talk about all day long. I just don't see the Reds spending $20 million on a pitcher. Nor do, do I, no. no. Tom, thanks for your call. we got to move on. we got one Thank more you. call. He's been on the line in a while from downtown Cincinnati. Jeff, thanks for waiting. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I know Certainly. we're up against the clock, so I'll get to it. Uh, the coaching hires all sounded great. You know, read about them. Uh, you guys are excited about them. I'm, I'm excited about them, you know, from what I know. Here's my rub, and I wanted to get your take. I read, you know, that Bell said and Williams said, we're making changes and we're getting our minor leagues top to bottom to line up with our, with our major league. My question is, why in the hell has that not been done from the day the minor league started? I mean, do, do you follow me? In other words, why, why aren't we burning the same way, hold, teaching our minor leagues to hold runners the same way, or doing what they need to do? Why isn't that being taught at the minor league level? Why wasn't that being taught at the minor league level? I think it's a legitimate question. And, um, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. But the, the bottom line is, is to talk about what was and wasn't and all that kind of thing, there's nothing you can do about it now except try to make it better. And as you point out, now they're getting everybody on the same page. They're trying to get this thing where it should be. And i got to tell you, you know, whether it's Dad, the, the, the night we were in here and we are talking about the way they brought in the coaches, whether it's Turner Ward or Johnson or whomever it may be, going out and making the deal for Roark, I just get a sense that this group right now is really on the same page in moving this organization forward with some good things to come. Now, we're going to find out when they get on the field. I understand that. 
But I just feel like that, that, that they've got some positive kind of things going in the right direction that I didn't feel the last couple of years during the offseason. Hey, we appreciate your call, and I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think that they were busy at the winter meetings. They were busy before that at the yep. GM meetings. They are doing everything they can. Hey, let's face it, four straight years of 90-plus losses, yeah. they have to absolutely unequivocally show improvement in 2019. No I'll see you tomorrow night. Hey, the Merry family. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year to all of you. And join Jim Day next week. Hot Stove League. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.